Welcome to another episode of Idiopod. I'm TJ Stone, and I'm here with my lovely co-host, Destiny Destiny Love. Love. Hello. And today we've just been chatting a little bit before we got on mic, and and where do we think this conversation's headed today, Destiny? Oh, man. Uh, how How to set boundaries but also be open, like living in that tension. Mm. Yeah, the both and. The both and. That is an interesting dynamic. So we definitely share um, that we like to have multiple plates going, you know, at one time. But then it's like, is this doable is this a personality thing or is it because we're created in the image of god Mm, i I like that answer i don't know if that answer makes me any less tired at the end of the day hello (laughs) hello so where do you find yourself in in the midst of this plate balancing caught somewhere between boundaries and openness So right now, I am at a place of asking, how do I remain open, be all of who I am, while still setting boundaries? Because I'm a giver, TJ. I love to give. I love to help. I love to serve. You know, when people need something, I... I love it and I can just do it really naturally. But then at times I do feel as maybe that that can be taken advantage of. So when do you set the boundary of no, I'm not going to do this or no, I'm not going to do that for free or no, I do need more compensation for this. Yeah. Right. That's that's tough, especially the context of the relationship and what is it that you're doing. There's so many things we have to navigate on a daily basis that are just, there are no spoken or written rules for, and it's just the sticky awkwardness that you have to navigate. Yes. I had to just navigate this the other day with, with a guy I was seeing in spiritual direction. Uh, he's my first actual will be my first actual paying client uh-huh. and we were doing pro bonos and I'd already preconditioned and talked to him about, you know, between both times that yes. this was going to be a conversation. We had agreed to it and I still, I was leaving space for him to initiate the conversation and he wasn't doing it. Right. So I was like, uh, I'm going to squint and just make it happen. And, and then hopefully I'm not, I guess, rejected at the end of it. Cause he could have still said, no, nah, I think I'm going to find Absolutely. somebody else. Because, and, and it's hard because the things that we do, we would do them for free. We have done them for free. So it, it gets challenging when you're a giver. Yeah. In fact, most of the things that I really enjoy doing right now, I have been doing for free. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of those things are taking time away from the things that, I need to not do for free. (laughs) And then this gets challenging because there can be messages around 
like just living this life of service as if it means that we need to be like walked over or you know just okay with certain treatment and that that's where it gets challenging because we there have there has to be boundaries but then we also don't want to go into this self-protection mode because that can come across you know um not so helpful as well so this thing called life man yeah and and then you know it kind of ends up coming out like from an unhealthy place if you just don't say anything you don't take any positive actions to protect yourself it's like where where is the balance right because you can hold it in and then blow up (laughs) yeah yeah and then that's not helpful then you gotta do crisis cleanup then you got more time to repair relationships and then depending on what it is maybe (laughs) if you do that with your job maybe you still have that job maybe you don't who knows Right. So that is where we are. How do you navigate that, TJ? How do you know when you need to set the boundary? I love to just show up and I love to just give, 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 give. And then I like to retreat and fuel. And then I like to show up and give some more. Yeah. I think my superpower has always been I don't need a whole lot of time to refuel. Like I can go pretty all out. If I get a good night's sleep and then I'm I'm good to go. Yeah. New but, Mercy morning. Do I know? I was just thinking about the new mercy. You know, oh, like yes. new every morning. Start. Yep. Yeah. yep. Start start fresh. I am currently weaning myself off of espresso, and I've already weaned myself off of coffee, and that has been difficult. Less, I've definitely noticed less caffeine, less energy in the morning. I've already weaned myself off of B12 vitamins I was taking for years, so I'm just trying to wow. just do with hot tea and, and iced tea. And that has been difficult, but we're making it. <laughs> we're navigating. You're finding your baseline. Yeah, yeah finding the baseline apparently i was boosting up my baseline for a long time and didn't realize how much i was boosting it so i'm 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 negotiating the difference so yeah but right now just as an example so i'm i'm working as the executive director of a nonprofit that don't don't have a whole lot of money i've never been a fundraiser i'm having to figure out how to raise funds we've we've been working for the last year towards a proposal we finally got a rough draft worth pitching to the state for however there's not enough funds to probably fund my job past the end of this year if it doesn't get funded yes so i'm in that kind of tension and and then asking the question of well do i want it to get funded or am i cool with having the space to try and figure out something else and have that that push to do so and the need to do so. But also I'm on like four boards of directors now, I think, and possibly another one by the end of this year. (laughs) And, and I'm, (laughs) I'm already thinking of cutting at least one out, uh, pretty sure. But, um, (laughs) 
<laughs> you know about that. I don't know what you're talking about. No, no. Don't ask, don't tell. Um, <laughs> but then it's like I, I make a lot of these problems for myself. Like right now, the thing that I'm, I'm most worried about is am I going to be able to uh, do this thing for this school that I'm trying to get launched because I have six, it was supposed to be like an eight, 10 hour commitment, but it's already, I can see where a lot more energy is going to probably go towards that. And I feel, I feel a need to, to have to do it because we got deadlines and we got, yes. and, I, and I always want to work to the deadline. You know, that's, that's the old journalist in me is like, Oh shoot. I, I feel, I feel the pressure when I got a date, it's gotta be done by, so I'm like, well, this is a volunteer thing that there's a good thing, but I also got myself into this and I, I do want to see it come to fruition. But also I'm I'm really stressing myself out over. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, okay, as soon as we get off of this, I got probably another work thing. And then I've got the rest of my evenings pretty well booked. And then at some point, probably after nine o'clock tonight. I need to, before I leave early in the morning to come to Georgia for our last class, I got to make sure this podcast we're recording right now gets uploaded and edited and ready for Monday morning. <laughs> yes. So this sounds like a conversation that you and I had maybe a year ago where I was sitting there and it's like we had, you were helping me to process what could I say no to. Mm -hmm. I remember that. What yeah. did you say no to? Because you said yes to this. I said yes to this. So what I began to do was to cut back my time and to be more intentional with the things that I was doing. So maybe maybe I cut out one thing, but other things I just began to do them part time. Mm -hmm. So one project, I may only give it four hours a week. Another project may get 10 hours a week. So that has been helpful because I do feel very called to multiple spaces. Yeah. Um, and I'm just going to leave it at that. It could be some of our seven tendency, but I just like to sit in the fact that I'm created in the image of God, TJ, and I can't be boxed in. Doing one thing is kind of like killing my soul. <laughs> yeah, I I agree, and very few people that I know and talk to understand that, and the ones that do are all Enneagram 7s. <laughs> yes. That's funny. Yes. But yeah, yeah, but so that's maybe, boundaries. yeah, boundaries. So, sounds like I have some evaluation to do in the coming weeks. Yes. Of how could you maybe redis redistribute? What is it? Redistribute your time? Yeah, you got it. Ding ding ding. Or, or if there's something that you can actually take off your plate, that was so helpful when you asked me that. Um, because it really made me first. It made me put everything out onto the plates. So like I literally put it out on, you know, onto the table. And I began to really look at each thing and I asked myself some really challenging questions like, why am I doing it? What is the motivation? You know, is this a God thing? 
and it was yeah. and it was really really helpful. I th- I think I need to do that. We we did a similar thing in our class not all that long ago. What two or three months ago maybe and. At that point in time, I felt like my days were very well structured. Some yes. of these, some of these things that have are now starting to become stressors at times weren't even on the plates. And me, like my tendency to do, is to bring in more plates. Okay, I can balance this. Let's add, keep adding more. <laughs> let's see. Let's see how long until they all just fly fly off and break. <laughs> I don't know what that tendency is. If I just like to live on the edge of a lightning bolt and just <laughs> love destruction or, or what the one deal time, is. One time I did ask someone really close to me, I'm like, am I just constantly like self-sabotaging? Like <laughs> just adding in more things to make um, just a little bit more stressful. I was teasing even with my husband, like we have two small children and we thought it was a good idea to get a puppy for Christmas. Like, what? <laughs> I was curious about that decision, but it does teach kids lessons of responsibility if you can get them to actually take care of them. Yeah, they are four and five, so it's no taking care of. <laughs> <laughs> or it's just another kid. <laughs> yes. So... One of my takeaways, even from our conversation now, is how the stillness is important, like getting still um, before we make decisions. Tabling things has been really helpful for me because I, I can be quick to say yes, but now I have learned to put it on the shelf and sit with it just for an amount of time. Um, but even today, I, when we were doing our quiet meditation time I was having a hard time getting still because I'm moving very fast today has been a very overwhelming day and it's been packed a little bit tighter than I like it because the margins are what I need yeah I get that I get that well usually I would have at least found five minutes before you know 1 30 in the afternoon to (laughs) to have been quiet but today was one of those days for me too so it must be going around but some different things come up for you uh when we did our quick reset meditation you want to start talking about those yeah so as i was sitting the one thing that was just screaming was that it was hard to get still my mind was racing um from one thing to the next um So in that, I just felt like I was reminded about the importance of getting still. This is why we have to practice stillness. Um, And that scripture, be still and know that I'm God, is what came up for me. And I just began to explore it. I'm like, Destiny, if you're not still, you're not going to know that God is God. Right? So when I'm still, I'm reminded that literally God is in control. I'm not in control. That doesn't mean do it, do more, take on, you know, just what we can do sometimes is we jump into action mode. Yeah. Um, so that was helpful for me. But then also under, understanding how to navigate conflict. 
So that was a, a large part of today. But I was also reminded how being still is also helpful in navigating conflict. Because if there's a conflict between two people and then we're, we rush to jump in, we rush to share our side, we rush to tell our story, to defend ourselves, we don't make space to hear, we don't make space to listen. So my overall takeaway from my five minutes of quiet was the importance of stillness. When we are still, we can hear more clearly um, and we can respond from that place of stillness versus the place of our emotions or whatever the opposite of stillness is <laughs> craziness <laughs> yeah crazy chaos yes ah. oh yes i um it was a really com it was a really challenging conversation that i had to have and god really began to prepare me for it this morning I just began to talk about having a heart of humility and um, really just leading with love and listening and making space for another person. And it went very well. That's great. It went, yeah, it went very well. There was just a misunderstanding, miscommunication, lack of communication, right? That'll do it every time. Yeah. So, so many of our perceived annoyances or impasses in life are, are based on miscommunication just people not understanding where people's coming from yeah and we really have to take some time and get still and get quiet in order to to do that yeah so that was huge for me that was really really helpful and it makes me want to just reprioritize my quiet time I love my quiet time. We are we we agree in that. We have to have it. It's our lifeline. Yeah. Um, but just how we you don't have it, how quickly things can go to the left. Mm-hmm. Very quickly. Yes. Yeah. So even in just in this conversation, do you feel like any call to action or call to inaction <laughs> for that? For that matter, I, I feel like probably both, uh, depending on the things. Uh, and I think, I think maybe this weekend I'll try and find some time if I can to just kind of lay lay all the pieces out and see what fits. Because, because you know, it is very much the middle of a page turn right now for for seasons for me. A lot of things are right. shifting, be it work, personal life, spiritual life. A lot of things are in the process of turning from an old season to a new season, but it hasn't quite transitioned really on anything just yet. And so, yeah. like we've talked about before, there is that grieving the loss of the old season, and then there's embracing the new yes. season. And I feel like I want to move more into embracing whatever the new season's going to be. It just hasn't, f 
it's like a fuzzy picture. It hasn't fully come into focus just yet. And I think I want to put some attention and some focus towards well, what do I need it to be? Yeah. Not just what is it going to naturally become and then me adapt to whatever it is. But what do, that- I, what do I need it to be? Yes. And to hear you say that, and I know we just share a lot of, you know, a lot of, a lot of everything actually, just like our heart for service and things like that, that felt so good. Like not just falling into what a thing is, you know, but really making a decision and being mindful of what it is that you need and want. Um, I think that's setting boundaries as well. Yeah. Yeah, I think if I'm called to anything as an action right now, as it relates to this new season, I think I need to set some intention before the new season is upon me. And that intention is going to inform whatever actions I need to take to make this new season be what it needs to be. Right. So I still feel that I am being called out of something, that I'm still continuing to grieve. Um, It's still very, very challenging. I do see now that I may have put more emotions in it than I should have. Because just because we have to transition away from something, it doesn't mean that that thing is bad. It doesn't mean that, you know, anybody involved is bad or anybody did anything wrong. Like there are literally just seasons for things. And I'm just reconciling that. It doesn't have to be a bad thing for you to say, I'm no longer doing this or this no longer works for me. Um, And of course, just the servant in me, I guess it is. My heart just wants to continue to help and to serve. And so, yes. So what do you feel called to do in this moment, in this season right now? I feel called first and foremost to prioritize my time with God, my quiet time. I, the only certainty that I feel in this, in this moment is knowing that if I stay properly postured, which is having a heart of gratitude, love, patience, kindness, you know, all the, all the virtues that I will be directed in what I am to do or not to do. And that's probably the most challenging part of this human experience, (laughs) like being led. Yeah. Not moving too fast, not moving too slow, but just being right there in step. Mm. So I will, I will continue to show up. I have a bit, well, you know, I have a business, mental health therapy, but even that is, it's just 
going to look very different because I have been being challenged to be all of who I am, which is very outside of the box. So it, who I am is not a therapist. It's not this is not a that. It's really just uniquely crafted for me. Yeah. And that's, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've struggled a lot over the years to not define my identity based on whatever my current job is. Yes. And I've really been challenged in that. And, you know, when there is a, a certain level of uncertainty over what my job is going to be, that there's still that, there's that pull to, to think, okay, well, if you're not doing yes. this job anymore, then, you know, how are you going to feel a sense of worth or importance or if people yes. don't need you for anything, then what does that say about you? How are you going to feel about yourself? That kind of thing. And I just have to stamp down <laughs> those yes. thoughts because that is still the pull and society doesn't help that. <laughs> oh my goodness. And like I get all the time, what do you do? And I'm like, uh, Sometimes before your name, or it's or it's right there with your name. Who are you and what do you do? Because what you do is who you are to me. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I've been meeting with clients. I love meeting with clients. And they may say, well, is this therapy? I'm like, well, I'm definitely not your average therapist. I'm not a traditional therapist. Well, is it this? I'm like, I don't know. Like, let's just sit and do it. Like, <laughs> is it effective? Like... Are you okay with that? I don't know. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. I have always been okay with that because, of course, we like boxes, but yeah. boxes a, make it a little bit safer. There's a freedom in that, though, too, that's that's very alluring to, to step into. I love it. It feels so much lighter. So much lighter. So if you just look back I'm, over this time that we have chatted today, if you were going to title our conversation, <laughs> how, would you, how would you title it? That's a good question because I'm going to have to do that sometime tonight when it asks me. <laughs> right. Uh, I don't know. Spinning plates. Boundaries and quietness. <laughs> I don't know. Right. Right. It's something about the, the being in the middle of it. I think that needs to be our title. Like being in the middle of. Embracing the middle of uncertainty. That's it. Is that it? That's it. I, better, I love it. I better take that down, actually, if that's it. Because <laughs> I will not remember that. All right, yeah. clo close us out, Destiny. Well, guys, if any of this has spoke to you, if you are right there with us, just let us know that we're not the only two people out here navigating this crazy thing called life. Ah, but just inbox us, reach out to us on social media. We would love to hear from you. Please join the conversation. 
even if we can just say we are right there with you. But until next time, this is TJ and Destiny, and we look forward to our next episode. See you later, guys. <laughs>